Good, excuse me. Good morning, everybody. Hold on a second. Oops. Uh, talk about not being prepared. I forgot my water. Good morning, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gallon of Solid Canine Training, and this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff Show. It is Thursday. A little interesting show. And uh, I'm just going to just show you a couple of things. You know, I, I, I really try to help as many people out as possible with their dogs. And a lot of times, answers are right in front of folks. But they don't seem to be seeing it. And it's interesting. Um, this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. I do this Monday through Friday every week, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I stream on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and on Rumble. And I've got an interesting social experiment. I mean, I didn't know it was a social experiment until I looked at the data. And... I appreciate every interaction with every um, dog and clients that we have. Um, and here's something really interesting I want to show everybody about so many people are struggling with their dogs. Like we're, I mean, people are struggling with their dogs beyond belief, beyond belief. They're struggling with their dogs. And I firmly believe that over 90% of the dogs in the United States, if not higher, do not even have basic obedience under their belt. I mean, enough obedience that you can actually get them out in public and have them hold a command for at least, you know, at least 10 minutes, um, uh, let alone an hour, like two hours at like an outdoor cafe. You know, dogs are pulling on the leash, like that's huge. Lunging on the leash, that's huge. Separation anxiety, that's huge. Barking, I mean, so many people are struggling. And we put out so much content to help people and so do others. And a lot of time the content is right there in front of you for folks, but for some reason it's not connecting. So I, we strive to like figure out like, how can we connect with clients, you know, to really help them because they're struggling so much. So much they're struggling, and I don't want them to struggle anymore. I just don't. I just don't. And I and I and people are being brainwashed by mass media, almost like it is in real life by mass media and independent media. People are ignoring, or they're calling, or they're, they're they think the, 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 the those folks are like conspiracy theorists. Until we all find out later that they're not. COVID was a great example. Best example ever out there. And I never bought into it. I've said many times I'm not vaccinated. I knew it was a scam right from the beginning. I'm not going to discount that COVID um, exists, but I knew that this, this mandated everything was a scam. And I fought against it um, wherever I went. I didn't participate in it other on airplanes because they would literally kick me out and I couldn't fly anymore. Um, but I didn't travel to where I wanted to travel to because um, I wouldn't get um, the vaccine. And it's almost like this with dog training now. Dog training is turned into something that is 
um, being mandated. And people are going to realize that once, um, once it, it gets mandated, such as all tools will be against the law, you have to train a certain way, people are going to realize in a couple of years what a big mistake it was. They will realize this. And then you've got courageous people like myself, because it is courageous. I'm not patting myself on the back, but for anybody to go against the stream, the mainstream, anything, and not care what other people think and take the hate, because so many dog trainers won't do it. They won't stand up. Unapologetically, they won't stand up at all. And I will continue to stand up. And I'm hoping other people follow. But here's something very, very interesting, probably about why people struggle so much. So, humor me for a little bit. We put up a lot of posts on social media. So here's a post that we put up about stop leash pulling in one minute. And it's a video. It's probably about a one minute video of Courtney showing a dog, Salty, that is in the, our boarding train right now, lunges on the leash, drags its owner down the street, and it's wearing a, um, it is wearing a uh, uh, martingale collar. Not against martingale collars, but they are choke collars. They're called limited chokes. Check the patent. A martingale co collar is a patented product, and it's the official name is called a limited choke. It does actually choke the dog, but that's besides the point. But I just want people to understand that a martingale collar is invasive. It is a punisher. So if you're using a martingale collar and you are against prong collars, you are actually causing more damage to your dog than a prong collar is because prong collars are extremely difficult to harm a dog if they even do, where a martingale collar is very simple to actually harm a dog, extremely simple to harm a dog. But the point is, in this one video, which is one minute long, it shows how to walk your dog properly, to get them from pulling to not pulling. Something that everybody is struggling with around the world. And in one minute, it shows you how to eliminate this with the right knowledge and the right tools. With the right knowledge and the right tools and then the implementation of those tools. So you would think people would go, oh my gosh, this is great. I've been struggling with this for a long time. Thank you so much for the information. And thank you so much. And I need to share this video with all my friends because I know so many people that are struggling. Now, you can't control social media. You can't tell people what is good and what is not good, even though I'm doing it right now. But you can't say, you know, this is a great video. Everybody should share it, which I just did right now. Because the marketplace doesn't work that way. The marketplace doesn't work that way. So this video, I'm going to have to enlarge my screen here. This video right now, um, why the hell is this picture here? I do not want it to be here. 
because I'm on the wrong screen. Um, this video has, let's see, has only been seen by 14,000 people. 486 people have liked it. That's between um, Instagram and Facebook. It was saved 132 times. It's only been shared 50 times. And this video has been up for about a week longer than the next video I'm going to show you. So I think this is an important video. Okay. But it's also weird how the algorithms work too. Now we have another video that we put up on is an imitation for, for affection. And it talks about dogs that appear to want to be have a belly rub, but it's just an appeasement behavior. And this is a biting dog and the dog was ready to bite. So it rolls over on its side, exposes its belly, but its head is up and it's staring at you. And if you touch it, it would be ready to bite you. So this is about petting your dog. When and when not to pet your dog. When and when not to pet your dog. And why is this not? Um, when to when, when not to pet your dog. Right here. All right. This video. So the first one was how to stop your dog from pulling. Which I would feel would be really important to people that own dogs and have pulling dogs. And this one is on when and when not to pet your dog, which, I mean, I pet my dogs all the time. I interact with my dogs. I play with my dogs. We go swimming. Just yesterday, we, I think we went swimming six times yesterday. We went swimming. I'm about to go swimming with my dogs right after this podcast. Um, they jump in, they jump out, they jump in, they jump out. So I'm... They're not limited on the affection part between activities and physical touch and just doing fun stuff. But this one just shows about like when you shouldn't pet a dog. Now this video, which was just put out, and it's a full video too, by the way, it's maybe about a 20 second video. It's a short video. And you can see these on our Instagram page. But this video, and you'll have to excuse me as I zoom in here to this video. This video has been between Facebook and Instagram has been seen 1.6 million times. 1.6 million times. So 1 million times on Facebook, 600,000 times on Instagram. Um, it has been shared over 9,000 times. Over 9,000 times. Let me see if it's uh, over 9,000 times it's been shared. But let me just go to Facebook. Uh, where's that data from Facebook? Hold on one second. Let me find that data from Facebook. So those are big, big, 
big differences in numbers, correct? I think we can all I think we can all can we can all agree on that. And it's been shared. Why can't I see my Facebook data? Hold on, folks. Hold on here. My camera didn't capture uh, um, that. Because I want to be able to give the Facebook data on this, too. So six, 9,000 times on um, Instagram and Facebook. It's not telling me how many times it was shared. But with a million plays, I imagine it was shared a lot. The point being is this. The point being. I, maybe, maybe, this seems, maybe this seems pointless to some people. Maybe it seems pointless to some people. And you can't control what... So... 1.6 million times on when and when not to pet your dog and 10,000 times on how to walk your dog properly. Think about that. And it was shared so many times on when to pet your dog. And I'm thankful for all those shares. I mean, we got a we got a couple thousand new new followers on Instagram because of that one video. A couple thousand new in one week, we got a couple thousand new followers. So I'm very appreciative of it, and and I appreciate everybody out there because now it gives me the opportunity to help more people. But you would think that a video on teaching a dog to walk on a leash would be more important than when and when not to pet your dog. But the public says no. The public says that's why you can't control, that's why you can't make a viral video. It just happens. The public says no. The public says we actually appreciate, we'll share, and we'll like and we'll start following this person because of the petting video, but the helpful video of how to walk your dog on a leash properly, which the majority of people out there struggle with, we don't find that relevant. And we see that all the time. We see it all the time. We'll have helpful videos up there, and then we'll have a picture of a dog in a muzzle with a narrative, the picture with the dog in the muzzle gets way more interaction. So the dog that's about to be most likely possibly killed is gets more attention than how to keep a dog alive. So... This is where human emotion gets in the way of results. This is when human emotion gets the way, in the way of 
results. I find it very interesting. I find it very, very, very interesting. And this is where we're going. This is where we're going with dog training. This is what people focus on with dog training. What kind of treats do you feed the dog? How much love and affection can you give your dog? In the actual training part, like people always ask about all of these emotional things. Your dog, your dog, your dog bites your kids. Your dog bites anybody that walks in the front door. Your dog has bitten you, your partner. But they want to know when the dog can come back in the bed and on the furniture. And do they have to keep it in the crate when guests come over? At what point can they take the dog out of the crate? We, I mean, we see this pattern over and over and over again. And know this may sound like anti-dog owner, which is the last thing on my mind. I think if we truly care and love, love our dogs... We want them to stay alive to the end of their natural life. And we would want them to have the best quality life possible. And we would want to have the best quality life possible with our dogs. And do as much as we possibly can with our dogs. Like today, Courtney and I are going to take two dogs to Home Depot, then go to an outdoor cafe. And I think it's interesting how most people can't do that with their dogs. Their dogs would be out of control in an outdoor cafe or even an indoor cafe. I mean, we had, we saw dogs, if you recall, last year when Angela was in soccer. So there is soccer in a humongous field. And people couldn't even bring their dogs there because their dogs were so out of control and wouldn't stop barking at everybody. And they couldn't even bring their dogs there. So if you can't even bring your dogs to a humongous field and have control over your dog, how are you bring your dog to a cafe? And the answers are there. I mean, the answers are there for everybody. And it puzzles me because with all these people struggling and with the answers being there, what stops people mentally from being successful with their dogs? What stops people from being successful from their dogs 
mentally? What is holding people back? People will go to trainers, which where they will feel like they align themselves. It's funny. I got a, I got some hate this morning. And some of the comment was, the comment was, I would never let Jeff Gelman buy my dogs. Just watch his bonking video. And I'm like, okay, so you don't like bonking. You think I'm mean to dogs. I get it. Fine. Then I went to this person's page. They are a Rottweiler breeder. And I'm like, wow. That's really interesting. I have met so many. Rottweilers are huge power breeds. Huge power breeds. A two by four on their head wouldn't phase them, let alone a soft cotton towel. I have met so many aggressive Rottweilers in my life. It is incredible. I have met Rottweilers that are mauling their owners, their owners, their owners. They're biting their kids. They're hospitalizing people. And this is what you've chosen to breed. And you might be a good breeder for all I know, but it's a huge disservice to be in the power breed industry and think that throwing a cotton towel at a dog to stop aggression is mean. Isn't that weird? That's another interesting thing. And to think that what by, by doing that, and thousands of dog trainers use bonkers. I mean, thousands of dog trainers use bonkers. It's funny, somebody once came onto my page and said, um, thousands, that seems like a lot. That's like 42, there's 50 states. There's, that's like 42 trainers per state. And I'm like, yeah. And I've, I've you know, done workshops at, people hire me for their own training center. They'll have 12 or 15 trainers and this one training center, all 15 trainers will use a blocker. Well, there's 15 of your 42 right there in one location. So it's really interesting. It's really interesting what's happening out there in drug trainer world. That throwing a cotton towel at a dog to stop aggression is evil. And you're in the Rottweiler business, which are major power breed dogs that can cause serious, serious harm. I find it very interesting. So anyway, Africa says hello. That's the Africa that I think I know. She actually has two Rottweilers. Could you imagine if that is you, Africa, if you didn't, 
You know, Africa's an intelligent person. She has two Rottweilers. She probably doesn't put up shit with her dogs. Could you imagine, like, Africa, do you think using a cotton towel on your dog is mean? And you know the power of your dogs. You know the power of what they can do. Yep, that's that's Africa on, on Rumble. Yeah, you know the power, the harm that these dogs can do if you didn't have control over them. But this is why we're having a problem with dogs. People are being ignorant to the realities of, of what these dogs can do. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, Brittany says, good morning. Avi, good morning. Naomi, good morning. Good morning to you. Denise, good morning. Snugglebuns, good morning. Cheryl, hello, everyone. How are you? Cheryl says, don't forget to like the video. Yeah, thank you. Like and share this video. Join my channel. Join Rumble. Rumble, if you want to join Rumble, it's in the description of the video in the links below. But uh, go to rumble.com slash C slash slash solid canine training. Um, good morning. Good morning. Denise, my own success dictates I will never change the way I train. Obviously, says, I agree 100%, Denise. I'm sticking to what works and your methods work, but I would listen and try to learn from anybody and take away what works for me, not to knock them unless they deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, you always want to be looking for new things. You always want to be looking for, for what, what works. Not just for you, but if you're a trainer, for different dogs. For different dogs. Connie says, good morning. Good morning to you. Dar says, wow, what a difference. It's amazing what what people think and their view. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I appreciate all of our views, all of our likes, all of our comments. I appreciate them all. Even hateful ones I appreciate because it reveals the person and I get them out of my life. It's like, well, that's good. You're not in my life anymore. It's very refreshing to get toxic people out of your life. Connie says, no, Jeff. Um, I can't think... I don't think a lot of people want to have trained dogs. It's mind-boggling. It just doesn't make sense. I saw someone get mad at, mad at their dog and actually grab its face and say, you're a bad girl. You have to come when I call you and slap its nose. I say, don't do that. She isn't bad. The lady says, you don't understand. She was abused. What the fuck? I said, don't hit her. She didn't do anything wrong. She didn't. The people haven't taught her. I'm still shocked at the stupidity. Yeah. That's weird that the person would be like, yelling at their dog when they, I mean, does your dog know recall? There was a dog ever taught recall. Like did this, this is what's interesting. It's like, like did the dog ever get trained on a formal recall? Did she go through all the steps of training formal recall? Did she train the dog to work in high levels of distraction? Did she proof the dog? Or did she just think the dog was going to come back when it, when she called it because the dog supposedly loves her. But that's the whole thing, you know, bad girl. It's, it's funny. It's funny when people always say, you know, with a bonker, would you ever hit your kids? And I've got no, I've got no, I actually have no problem with a, with a nose popping your dog on the nose. I actually have no problem with that at all. That's not how we train obedience, but if a dog was growling at you or being a dick and wouldn't move away from you when you told it to, and I have no problem with that at all. But 
it's interesting people when people say would you ever put a shock collar um on your dog a prong collar on your dog would you ever use a ball collar on your dog which is imply hitting and i'm like you're stupid you're human you're humanizing kids but it's really really weird would somebody say that to this person calling their dog bad like would you ever call your child bad you're a bad boy you're a bad girl that's really really not a healthy way to raise kids in my opinion and i'm not no i'm not an expert on raising children but that's really defeating to a child now your behavior might be unacceptable but that doesn't make the child bad. Timmy said, oh, yes, I love to learn new things. I was referring to the banning of good training methods, right? Um, the schnool actually have more issues of when to pet a dog and when not to is a bigger issue among families that buy a dog for me. Oh, so I don't understand. I'm not, the schnool, explain that. Can you um, elaborate on that a little bit? So your, your families are not having a problem training the dog. They're, all your families are training your dog, their dogs up fine, but they don't know when to pet the dog. Because we see most people that have no problem giving love and affection to their dogs, but they have a hard time setting down rules, boundaries, consequences, and having even basic obedience. So I'm a little bit confused by that, but... I'd like to hear you expand on that. Brett says, good morning. Obviously, I totally agree with you. I'm into that. Because I'm always interested in the why. Does my dog do things even though you always say, um, do you want to know why or do you want it to stop? But I'm finding most don't know the why. They just want to. Um, sounds smart. Yeah, I mean, you got to be careful about going down that rabbit hole. Like, do people really know the Why? Do people really know, know the why? Or do you want it just to start? Or do you want, or you just want it to stop? I mean, I just want this bad behavior to stop. Why doesn't my dog listen? Well, you never trained it. That can be a reason why. But why is a dog so nervous about like an environmental? I don't know, but we can just make it unnervous. That's all you that's all you really want to know, right? Why does my dog bark out the window? I mean, you can simplify it and say that's what dogs do. They bark out windows. Do you want to know how to stop it? You don't need to know why. You can just stop it. You can just stop it. Avi says, I saw an interview where an experienced trainer in the sport and pet world talk about bonking with a milk jug with stones in it for maximum effect. Yeah. Yep. It's really no, it's really no big deal. I mean, the sport world, people have to understand how harsh it is. The sport world, people have to understand how harsh it is. Not only that, just in the, in the show, in the show world, just in the pet show world, like Westminster, the, the show world, how harsh people are with their dogs. They're extremely harsh. It's incredible. (laughs) 
Human emotions is a huge issue with pet families. Oh, gosh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what's keeping, that's what's, um, Schnull, that's what's keeping people from being successful is human emotions. I mean, I've been talking about this for, well, podcasting and radio show for 16 years, but talking about this for 20 years. That it's, it's huge. It's huge. It's a huge issue. And it gets in the way, it, see, it, it stops people from being successful or it gets people, it gets in the way of people being successful. Because sometimes stopping a behavior, it's not always pretty. It's not always, you know, pretty. I know someone who uses a can with marbles in it instead of a clicker. Usually a can with marbles is a, is a punisher. A shaker can. It's a shaker can. So are you sure that they use, Denise, do they use it to mark a wanted behavior? Or are they using it to stop an unwanted behavior? Because if you're using it to stop an unwanted behavior, you don't use a clicker for that. And she uses it to train her border collie. Does she use it to train her border collie for yes or for no? Because most dogs don't like that sound. Um, do you know, actually, I think it's more important to be able to not have a dog growling or biting than to take a dog out in public. But... You can't usually take a biting dog out in public. Well, I mean, we're on the same. It sounds like we're on the same page, but that's all part of it. I mean, I specialize in aggression rehab. That's all part of it. I mean, put it this way: Cora, who we're taking to Home Depot, she's been with us for a week. She's got over twelve bites on her record, and she's a young dog. We're taking her to a cafe and to. Um, Home Depot today. And because of the work we've done in the last week with her, we can do that. We can do that. But I want it all. I mean, some people also don't take their dogs out in public, so it's not a priority. Some people want to take their dogs everywhere. You know, Denise says the dog seems to love whatever she's doing in the training. I have never trained a border collie with sheep. She's amazing. I would find out, though, if it's when the dog's doing something right or wrong, Denise. Seriously. Because usually shaker cans are a negative. It's, like a, it's, it's almost like a high-level high level shock collar or using a bonker is a positive. It's not. It's a, ne it's a, it's a negative. It's a negative. Usually a shaker can is not a reward though, but maybe this trainer does. But also working working a dog with sheep, it might be because the dog just did something wrong and she wants it to go into a different position. So I'd actually like literally ask them, not just not just watch her video, but because it might be you might be misinterpreting it. Um, literally, you'd want to ask. 
Are you using the shaker cam because the dog did something right or the dog did something wrong? Yeah, you hear it, but you, the dog might be doing something wrong. So with sheep herding, dogs definitely can get out of position quite often. They want them to be in position. So I, please ask, but most likely it's because the dog is in the wrong spot or doing the wrong thing or moving up on the sheep when it's supposed to hold back or circled right when it was supposed to circle left or they're not driving the sheep, the sheep properly to where they want to go. So most likely, I mean, without seeing the video, but knowing how shaker cans work, it most likely is because the dog did something incorrect. Most likely they're not using a remote collar. So the shaker can is the no. And usually the clicker wouldn't be used at that, at that, at that level of the dog working sheep because all the basics are done. Yeah. It's most likely a negative. I've got a, I've got a really good feeling it's a negative. So, what you have to ask? I mean, that's why things get misinterpreted. I mean, when we bonk dogs in videos, it gets misinterpreted all the time. People are always like, Oh, the dog was just sitting there lovingly. And Jeff bonked the dog. It's like, no, this is a known aggressive dog. And the dog was loading. And we said no and bonked the dog. So it appears to a lot of people, the dog was doing nothing wrong. But we know how to read dogs. And the dog has a history of attacking either dogs or people and it was in the loading stage, so we bonk it. So somebody easily can say that to that video, Jeff uses a bonker when the dogs are behaving. Sort of the same, sort of the same thing. So I would, I would, I would ask. I would ask. And all you have to ask is, are you using the shaker can when the dog does something right or wrong? Don't ask if it's a replacement for the clicker, because that still doesn't answer the question. Even though a clicker is supposed to be used when the dog does something proper and it's followed up with, usually a clicker is a yes marker and then it's followed up with a reward where the shaker can is the no marker. Shaker can is the no marker. And usually shaker cans are not used. I mean, maybe somebody is, but they're not used as a replacement for a clicker. Two different, it's two different, it's two different words. It's yes and no. I know you must be right. I mean, I might not be right. I might not be right. I'm, I'm wrong about a lot of things. I might not be right. Um, I was just mainly wondering over the can at all, but she really is wonderful with her dogs, whatever she's doing. Yeah. I mean, just because you correct your dogs, that doesn't mean you're not good with your dogs. I cor we correct all dogs for unwanted behavior. I mean, everybody, everybody should be. Everybody should be correcting their dogs for unwanted behavior, which doesn't mean you don't care about them. You don't love them, and they can't do great things. The dogs are probably so wonderful because she does correct the dogs. She does correct the dogs for unwanted behavior. A lot of misinformation. A lot of people think that if you correct your dog, you're mean to your dog. It's like, no, just teaching my dog. Could you imagine if a child 
turned in a test and you didn't mark the wrong answers. And you told them that I remember once my, my kids, Angela is homeschooled, but this goes back. My oldest kids are in their thirties. So I remember they went to public school. It was middle school. I believe it was elementary school. It was middle school. It was middle school. And one of my daughters wrote a paper and there was a lot of spelling errors, lack of punctuation, sentence structure was not good. And she got an A. And I asked the teacher during an open house, I'm like, you know, she got an A for a paper that had bad spelling, bad punctuation, bad sentence structure. And I'm, I'm the first, I mean, and I suck at all those things, but I even recognized it. And the teacher said, well, she turned it in and she's good in class. She's quiet in class. I'm like, she's quiet in class because she's shy. And she turned it in because we make sure she does her work. But why would you give a child an A for getting things wrong? Don't you want the child to learn? So if they think that the wrong answer is the right answer, they'll never learn. So people that, I mean, I sit down, I talk to Angelo about everything. Things that, you know, he's doing well, things that he needs to work on. We have a great relationship. Yeah, most working dogs, most working dogs are corrected a lot at the beginning. That's why they're so good at their work, because they learned what to do, what not to do. I mean, your average dog, if it was around sheep, would just chase them around and stress them out. Yeah, but sheep dogs are great. Cattle dogs are great. They're incredible what they do. Incredible skill set. I don't know how to do it. So that's what I got for you today. Also, check out Solid Canine Academy. Solid Canine Academy. We've got our leash reactive. Let me just go over to that. Go to Solid Canine Academy. Solid Canine Academy's got some great courses. This is the chaos to control the leash reactivity live right here. Click right here. It's still on pre-sale, I believe. These are, these are the dogs we're using. This person's not even out of their front door yet. So the dogs are out the front door. The owner's not yet. They haven't even gotten to the street. They haven't even gotten to their driveway. That's their driveway. So this person's right in the back door. But if you purchase the class right there, go to start learning, purchase the class. It's only 147. And then you have the opportunity to buy other courses for very inexpensive. All right. Speaking of school, Angela's got school very, very soon. 
Denise says her dogs can set five sheep on a dime. Amazing. That's awesome. Denise, those dogs are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sheep dogs. I love, I love watching farm dogs. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's really, really great to watch them. All right, everybody. Everybody take care. Allison, hello on Rumble. How are you? Um, that's a great concept. Why would you give an A for the wrong answer and not take the opportunity to teach them the right answer? Love it. Laziness on the teacher's part. And it was a public school in Providence and they've got a lot bigger issues than, than that. And I guess the teacher felt that by actually turning in the work deserves an A because most kids don't even turn in their work. So the bar is set. The, the bar is set pretty low. All right, everybody. Jeff Gelman, Solid Canine Training. Wake the fuck up with Jeff. Time to get... Uh, um, Dishnell says, no, they don't. Dogs sitting on the couch in dog space and growls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, stopped, we stopped that in seconds. We, got, we have videos on that. We have videos on that. Yeah, we stopped that growling in seconds. That's easy. See, that's another thing is like stopping, stopping growling is easy. Training public access is more difficult. Stopping growling, stopping barking, that's all easy stuff. But training really good obedience and public access training is more difficult. But we do, we do it all. We, 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 we train all of it. So, all right. Take care, everybody. Madly in love with all of you. Bye-bye.